p.m. Don't forget our Wednesday night service. We're still going to be working on learning how to pray. Spirit Wind Released, Evangelist Paul Bradford will be with us on Saturday, January 25th at 5.30 p.m. And Sunday, January 26th at 10 a.m. Okay? January the 20th through the 24th has been set aside for special prayer time, some special prayer services for those services. If you can, try to be here. Okay? Pastor would like mass participation as many as possible. I'm sure that God is going to show up and do some awesome things during those services. February the 9th, Sisters of Strength. All right, guys, look, they put us to shame now. Come on. What's up with that? <laughs> What's up with that? Men. Making a difference. Okay? If, you, if there's something needs attention around your home or if somebody you know that they can't get to it, <coughs> like I had a leak during the storm, but I have a landlord that will take care of that. So, But if they can't get to it, let us know. Let the pastor know or one of the deacons know, and we'll get some people to jump on that. Okay? We try to keep our season folks off of ladders as much as we can because they tend to break feet and hurt things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She knows I'm talking about her. So if, it's, if, if this is your first time here this morning, we have some visitor cards out in the foyer. Uh, we're glad you're here. If you'd like to fill out one of those cards and drop it in the offering or give it to one of the deacons, we're glad you're here. If you're joining us for the first time on the Internet, Welcome to New Life Assembly of God. We hope you came expecting. Man, hey, is this thing even working today? Yeah. We're still trying to get it adjusted. So, all right. Well, the worship team's going to go ahead and try to get ready up there. You know, it's a change for us doing worship with live worship because one of the guys doing the announcements is up there and they got to go and, you know, and, uh, but it's good to see everybody today. Hey, listen, we've got uh, Mike Yonker here with us and he brought his son, Jay. Hey, Jay, I got it right. No, not Jake. Jack, I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. I'm going to get it right. It generally takes me two or three times anyways, Jack. That's what happens when you get older. And so I had the J at least. Hallelujah. Well, hey, we're glad you're here. And I know Heidi wasn't, wasn't feeling well. So, yeah. So y'all be in prayer for Heidi. But uh, he's going to do a part of the ministry. He has some books out there. And uh, so make sure you go see his product table as well. I know we have the uh, Jesus clone books that I, I like to use for different things. So I've got to stock back up as well. And uh, me and him are going to talk about that. But listen, we're going we're gonna to have a great time worshiping today. God's been, been speaking to me last night, this morning. I, I've been writing it down in a real book, not electronically, which is really odd for me, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, amen. I just hope I can read my writing when I get to that part. I don't write very well, so. Um, but... But listen, we want to come, we want to bless the Lord with our giving, amen? There, there's a portion where, where we get to ask God for things, and there's a portion, according to the word, where we need to bring things. And, and according to the word of God, we should bring our tithes to him, and we should bring offerings, amen? So, so today, I want us to pray specifically, God, I'm bringing my 10% to you, right? But what else would you have me to give? Because according to the word of God, I can give with a purpose, I can give to bless him, but God, I have a need as well. So today we're going to pray, but I want you to ask him, what would you have me to give, Lord? 
above and beyond my tithe because my tithe is yours. I don't get to change that. But the offering I can, and I want to bless you. So let's pray today, and then I'm going to let you come and, and give in the offering, and we're going to worship. Amen? So, Lord, we're so thankful that we get to be here with you today. But, Lord, right now, we want to come and we want to be obedient. We want to bring our offerings and our tithes to you, God. We want to bring the 10% that you've instructed us to. But, Lord, today I ask specifically that you would speak to us on what it is we would give to you. What it is, Lord, you would have us to go above and beyond. Because, Lord, I know when you're asking me to do that, you're trying to get something to me. So I thank you, Lord, that you speak to us. And I thank you for obedience from us as well. Mm. Lord, I ask that you would use this money. You would bless it. Use it around the world, God, to reach the lost and the hurting. But especially right here in our area in Marksville, Mansour, Louisiana. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for giving. You can get up and go ahead and give. If you're giving online, you can go on the website. There's a click right there. You can go ahead and do that as well. But I'm going to go ahead and let you guys come up and give, and we're going to get ready to worship. Amen. Anybody ready to worship this morning? Can, can I tell you, you better be ready to worship this morning? Because there's going to be some worship this morning. Oh, trust me. We've been, we've been sensing it. We've been feeling it. And uh, God is going to do some crazy things. Amen. So let's go ahead and stand up this morning and let's get ready to worship the Lord. sure the base is uh, back on. Upon this very land, 
you but that is my prayer I know I'm full of the power of the Holy Spirit and he dwells inside of me but I want a fresh touch today sing yet if you're watching this online and you're visiting with us come on waiting for change to
promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed me. shines the brightest sun Jesus you're glorious you are so glorious and in your hand you hold the star you're glorious you are so Glory, 
Just yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 King of glory. Yeah. King of glory. King of glory. Let me tell you what the Lord spoke to me. He used a word that you see a lot, and, and, and I understand what it is, but he said, your suddenly is here. And that's where a moment comes where God just, you know, when, when the Holy Spirit, when they were praying and they were in unity and they were being obedient and they were following the Lord's instructions and suddenly a rushing wind came. Suddenly something changed. But let me tell you what the Lord spoke. He said, radical prayer and radical worship is what I told you I wanted. He said, this was my desire from you. Remember he spoke that to us? Radical prayer and radical worship was his desire of us. And he said, I got it. God said, I got it. He said, today is a day of new beginnings for you. Today is a day of new beginnings to do. He said, because in the book of Acts, they listened and obeyed what my son told them to do, which was to stay and to pray. And they listened to the words of my son, and they suddenly happened. Can I tell you, I believe that today God is wanting to release a new suddenly upon you and upon this region and upon this land. He is looking for obedient people, always obedient people. And because of the, the worship, the radical worship today, moving outside of yourself and outside of fear and saying, God, I'm not going to stay in a box anymore. I'm going to make some noise. I'm going to make some noise and worship you. I don't care if I'm even off key. Come on. Mm -hmm. When there suddenly came, they were changed forever forever think about the apostles when the spirit of god came on them the same ones that ran and hid the same ones that that cursed god right i didn't know him and used language and, and were the ones standing up preaching were the ones that miracles were happening the same one that they would walk by in his very shadow would heal people it wasn't him it was because of obedience and the spirit of god dwelling inside of him 
So listen, today we're going to continue to sing, but I want you to get out of your chair. I want you to come up front. I want you to get radical. Because if you want to suddenly, if you want something to change inside of you like never before, don't leave here the same today. That's, that's your fault. You leave here the same today. I'm telling you right now, if you say, I want something fresh, God, I come looking for something new. Get out of your seat and do something different today. Amen. Come on. We need to sing that one one more time. <laughs> They're all looking at me like, are we going to do that one again? Come on. Come on. Grab a flag if you want to. Come on. We'll push some chairs out of the way if we have to. But, buddy, listen. It's about worshiping him. Because he is the king of glory. The king of glory. It ain't about us. It's about the king of glory. Come on. Come on. Start that thing again. Come on. Jesus. Shines the brightest sun, Jesus, your glorious. You are so glorious. Your eyes they blaze like a burning fire, Jesus, your glorious. You are so glorious.
been baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit. I want you to come down here this morning. We are going to pray with you, and I promise you it ain't going to be a long prayer. <laughs> come down here if you don't have a heavenly prayer language. You're not baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit. A song of deliverance from my Till all my fears are gone I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God I'm no longer a slave to fear 
on, if you need baptism of the Holy Spirit today, I want you to come down there. I'm going to come down and we're going to begin to pray with you this morning. Come on. If you hadn't been praying in the spirit in a while, I want you to get up here this morning. Come on, get a fresh touch of the Lord. Come on, ain't no reason to be afraid this morning. You saw how easy that was. I'm not the baptizer, and she has the hunger and the desire.
step into it this morning. Step into what God is doing. Come on, step into it. Come on, if you need prayer this morning, if you want a fresh touch, I'm telling you, you need to get up here this morning. children to go because I know they've got a lesson but we're not going to move from where we are right here so come on they're going to head back there I've already spoke to the teacher about it listen God God has given me things that I'm supposed to release at certain times so they're going to keep going I want you all to get ready to do the other song the let it rain Jesus listen this is what God is doing this morning Psalms 133 and verse 2 it says this this is what the Lord spoke to me. As the oil was poured over the head of Aaron, and it ran down his beard, and it ran all the way down him, that was an outward, outward only anointing. An outward, it flowed over. But what God is doing is his Holy Spirit is an inward anointing that flows outward. And unlike the oil that was a one-time, come on, you see where, unlike the oil that was a one-time, he said, my Holy Spirit is an eternal flow. An eternal flow. So God told me to say, let me flow. Stop resisting my flow. Stop restricting my flow. Because right here, this book that I picked up and started to write in is called Realm. I got it from a meeting I went to. It's a software we use here at the church, right? Like the book I'm writing in is called Realm. The Lord says, now you, and he's speaking to you and me, 
are stepping into a new realm with me. A new understanding of his Holy Spirit. And a new experience of his kingdom. And a new experience of his kingdom flow through you. Remember that. God is wanting to release that to you. And that's why you've heard me talk about Holy Spirit so much this morning. About getting a fresh touch. Letting it flow. Because what he is doing now. Not a new thing. But what he is doing right now. And what he's going to continue to do takes that. You've got to stop restricting. And stop resisting. Come on. He's speaking to us and we say no. He's saying go do and no. And we restrict him. And we resist him when he wants to flow. That eternal flow is wanting to go. So we're going to sing, let it rain. And I'm telling you, if you want that fresh touch, I want you to come up here today. And I keep saying come up here because it's a sign of God I need different. I can't stay. Look, if you start walking, you're not where you were anymore. It's an outward sign of what you want inwardly. And we're going to pray for people today. Listen, majority of our service, I've already talked to to Mike. He understands he's going to do some ministry after this. That's why we release the kids. We're going to stay here until God says we can move on. Come on, so y'all go ahead and start singing. And I want you to sing it like you mean it. Raise your hands. God, I need it to rain on me today. I need that fresh touch. Come on. Jesus. Let it rain. Oh, let it rain down on us. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the flood. 
Just wait and see. <laughs> 
sing one more at least. Come on, be enthroned. Our praises. Let him be enthroned on our praises this morning. Come on. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus.
Come on, give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give him praise this morning. Jesus. You are worthy, oh God. Come on. Has anybody felt a touch this morning? Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, isn't God good? Isn't God just amazing? Hallelujah. Listen, it, it's one of those things that we, we allow God to, to move in our midst. When we partner with him and say, God, I want you to do something in my life. That's what he wants from us. That's all he wants is obedience. And then imagine what can happen when we do that, right? Imagine what happens. You know, if, if I would have said, God, I'm not going to go sit down in my chair at 1030 and, and bring a book like he told me to because I don't write in books. I do everything electronically because I have really bad handwriting. I don't even know how to write print. I don't know how to cursive. Don't laugh at me, man. That's wrong. <laughs> but I wouldn't have heard any of this. Just imagine if we just listen to that still, small voice sometimes, what can happen in our lives. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, I want you to give somebody a hug and tell them you love them. The kids are already gone and we're going to get ready and, and we're going to let Mike come up and do some ministry this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all give a praise to the worship team too. Give them a clap. Come on. They deserve a little bit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. You are worthy, Lord. That back music for me. You are worthy, Lord of all. Be enthroned upon the praises of thousand generations. You are worthy. Thank you. Hallelujah. That was good stuff, man. Woo. I'm worthy, Lord of all. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. All right. Whew. So look, if if you weren't here last Wednesday, you need to go online and listen to the to the Wednesday service, and be here this Wednesday. You had be seated. You know, uh, Debbie Burke, John and Debbie, when they were here last year, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's always nice at the beginning of the year because you forget when people come. And at the beginning of the year, you can always say last year, and, you, and you're generally not wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't have to remember exactly when they were here. Uh, but she'd given me a book on intercessory prayer. It's the, the book she wrote on what they show their church. It's kind of, you know, she's taking it from a lot of different places. And, and so with God telling us radical prayer, I began on Wednesday to teach through that. And, and I printed it out and I gave it to everybody. I, you know, I could get copies. But again, you want to go watch that. But if you can be here on Wednesday, I don't believe it was a boring time. Uh, I, I believe I, I did go a little bit longer than I probably normally would. Yeah, she's like, mm, well, you know. But, but I believe it was good because it's teaching us prayer. And, and we got into some things in there. Again, it's out of her book, but yet I'm teaching where I feel the Holy Spirit wants for us as a church. And, um, and I'm printing out the sections one by one for us as we go so we can have them and you can have all the scriptures and everything in there. But so again, go back and watch it last week 
if you if you weren't able to be here and, and be here this week and uh, if you want I'll, I'll print out some for you for those that weren't able to be here if you want them and I'll, I'll get them to you uh, if you want to go listen to it online if you just want to put it in your book just don't don't have me to print one because that's a waste of paper right if you want to go watch it online and sit down then that's I think that's beneficial because I believe that's where we're at and man I was so excited this morning to be honest with you guys the number of people that came to prayer this morning that was good stuff come on a church that begins to pray starts changing things, all right? And, and I see that. It, it's, it's happening. It's happening. It's so exciting to me. You know, it, it's so exciting to me to see the worship team up here. And, and every song, I'm like, do I have to sing this one? Yeah. Dang. I'm working on it. Working my way out. And I've even got, you know, other people that I know that, that once we get some things ironed out that we're working on right here because it's difficult enough, we're going to add some more in. I know we've got more people already spoke to me. And I, trust me, I have not forgot about you. I promise I have not forgot about you. We're just working out some things, you know. And, and so God is on the move, and we want to stay with it. You know, you miss the top of that crest, and, and you fall off the surfboard. <laughs> not that I know how to surf, I'm being honest. I don't even know how to skateboard. I can roller skate pretty good and ice skate, but can't do none of the other. So we want to make sure we're following what God is doing because God is moving in, in this area right now. And we want to stay with that, amen? We want to stay with that. So my brother Mike Yonker is going to come and he's going to share. Now, I told him I was going to read his book before he got here, and I, and I apologized to him this morning. I was not able to get it read before he got here. I wanted to have it read, but I am going to get one so I can read it. But it's electronic. I don't, hopefully it's an electronic. Good. Yeah. Well, I lay there on my phone and read, and it's just, you know, the way I like to, and I highlight on my phone, so I don't ever forget it, but uh, he's going to come, and he's going to minister to us, and make sure we get some uh, products as well from him, because again, we use the Jesus clone, I, I use those and give those to people, and I've got to restock, we were talking about that this morning, but uh, brother, come on up, have your way this morning, I've got some water for you if you need some, got you a stand also, oh, yes sir, it was all turned around backwards, Get some water? have to forgive me from for uh, preaching from an iPhone I guess that's an electronic age that we live in um, but really that's kind of what happens when the Holy Spirit changes what you were gonna say in the middle of what's going on um, but uh, but God is good it's so good to be here I see so many familiar faces and uh, that's a wonderful thing but another wonderful thing is there are so many new faces as well and uh, that, that can only mean good things are happening. And I've talked to uh, Pastor Richard about it some. And we're just, we're thankful for what God is doing here at New Life. And uh, just, this feels like home every time I come here. Uh, I know it's a little bit, it's like once a year or so that I get to see you guys. And, and it's, but it's always like the, you know, we never left. And uh, so I appreciate all of you. Just know that you, uh, this church, uh, and many of you in here, you hold a very special place in our hearts. Uh, I wish Heidi was here. Um, she wasn't feeling well this weekend, and we, we went to school fine. You know, it may have been going back to school blues, uh, but we went to school, and she was good. And, you know, when those kids come back, and they just start slinging snot and germs, I like to say that they're very generous with their germs. They... You know, they'll pass them out to whoever will, you know, give them a hug or get nearby them. They'll sneeze all over you. And, 
Uh, so Friday after school, she wasn't feeling so hot, and then it just kind of progressed into the evening, and then all day yesterday, she was down with a fever and just, just not feeling well, but uh, on my way here, I kind of was quiet this morning getting ready and uh, went out, and we left without telling her that we were leaving and sh- just letting her sleep, and she texted me about 9.30 or so and said that she woke up fever-free, so that's a good thing, and uh, it's a very good thing. And so I'm excited to, about that, and, and she's going to stay in today and just get as much rest as possible because tomorrow we wake up at 4.45 to do it all over again. So God is good. God's good, but we, we work five days, and then we get Monday off already. All right, praise the Lord, Martin Luther King Day or, or whatever. And uh, so God is faithful. Uh, he's been so good to us. We've been all over the place here in the last uh, year. And, uh, and we're just excited about what God is doing. We have a very cool opportunity here in a couple of weeks. In fact, two weeks from today, I'll be standing in a place similar to this, but in Rwanda. And uh, so we're going to be there in just a couple of weeks. And we're excited about that. We've never gotten off the plane in Rwanda. Uh, we have to fly there to get to Uganda, where we've gone the last three years. Um, but we, we sit there for an hour, which is how their flights work. You sit on the, which can be very interesting, sitting on, uh, you know, the runway in Chikali, Rwanda. There's some very interesting folk that get on and off of the plane while you're sitting there for an hour. It's a changeover. They're, they're cleaning the plane and doing stuff like that. Uh, and so this time we actually get to get off the plane and avoid that whole awkwardness of sitting there for an hour. Uh, but it takes about 30 hours to get there, travel time. So um, I've done some, some research on some of those things, and it's about as far, it's about as many hours as you have to travel to get to anywhere. I think most places you can get there a little bit faster than to Uganda and Rwanda and those places. Uh, but God is good. Uh, we'll be there. Um, th- I'll preach Sunday at a church, and then the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we'll be ministering to hundreds of pastors and leaders from, from that nation uh, at a minister's conference. So very cool opportunity. Uh, God has a sense of humor because I would have been fine with never leaving the United States. But uh, he, I, I found a girl uh, who her dream was always to go to Africa. And it's amazing how when you marry the right person, your, her dreams can become my dreams and my dreams become her dreams. And uh, so we're just having a blast doing life together. Uh, Noah is not here either. Um, if you want to just imagine what he looks like, he is taller than me now, and uh, uh, he's 15, so he's probably going to get a little bit more tall, and so that's, that's fine with me. Uh, we're hoping that he stays coordinated and continues to knock down threes and dunk all over the place, and uh, maybe one day he'll just fund wherever we want to go all over the world, and, uh, and we can retire from the school system and be just good to go, right? It's good to set goals, isn't it? All right, and... Uh, Uh, ask and you shall receive. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know that it works that way. Uh, We should be specific, but uh, we're very proud of him. He's doing great. Uh, We did have a move where we are now living in Woodworth. We moved from Forest Hill uh, to Woodworth, and I made sure, Mark, that I got gutters on my new house. I told them to put on, he put some good ones on our old house there in Forest Hill. They're still there. We were the only ones, I think, on the whole road that had them, and, uh, and I would laugh every time I would go by and see flower beds completely destroyed after a rain and, and things like that. So I appreciate Mark. Uh, but I told our builder, I said, I want you to put some gutters on my house because I want to make Mark proud. But, uh, 
but we live in Woodworth, and so we have made a big change. We've been there for about seven months now, but God is so faithful. Uh, and last but certainly not least, Jack is here. Go ahead, stand up, Jack. Look at him. He's fresh with his hoodie and his hair in place, right? Yeah, he'll be going into high school in the fall, and I'm not sure I'm cool with that, but he's our baby. And uh, <laughs> he don't want to be called that. You can sit down, man, I know. And you can check out his new shoes. Those are fresh, <laughs> right? Those are fresh, man. You look good. But uh, I like, you know, one day he'll hopefully catch up to me. I wear a 14, and he wears a, what, 10 and a half now? But Noah wears a 14, so we just share shoes. It's kind of nice. I only have to buy one pair, you know, and we can get some use out of them. But uh, so if I like whatever shoes he's got, I can just go get them because I'm your dad, and I'm going to wear whatever I want to wear as long as you live in my house, right? But, uh, but God is, he's been so good to us and we just appreciate your support and the love that you show us every time that we come. And even when we're, when we're not here, uh, we get text messages and we get Facebook comments and things like that. And so we know that you are with us and that you are praying for us and that you believe in us and that's never changed. And we've been coming here, I guess, for the last three or four years, uh, maybe even longer than that. And so, like I said, it's like home. Amen. But, uh, I'll, I want to talk to you just briefly because I really feel like the Holy Spirit, he's already done a whole lot today, right? And I, it's, it's kind of funny how uh, the Holy Spirit runs things together. Um, when he's in it, you know, there's unity uh, and you're together and it just flows. And so I believe that he wants to kind of continue uh, with what's been happening uh, this morning. In, and, uh, and so I'm going to share some things with you about the Holy Spirit because, to be honest, I don't know how people do life without the Holy Spirit, without the influence of the Holy Spirit, without the direction of the Holy Spirit, without the inner witness of the Holy Spirit, and not to mention all the different things that the Holy Spirit uh, gives us freely. Uh, I'll talk about some of those things here in just a moment, but I really just don't know how anyone does life without the influence of the Holy Spirit, without the power of the Holy Spirit. I, life is difficult, man. Sometimes we don't know the right thing to do. Sometimes we uh, can be confused on certain situations or certain relationships, what the next step should be in our jobs or whatever. And I'm so thankful that I have the Holy Spirit because he knows everything. He knows everything. He, know, he always sets us up for success, right? Now, he may lead us through difficult times uh, because it was the Holy Spirit that led Jesus out into the middle of nowhere to fast, you know, for 40 days and 40 nights and to be tempted by the devil. It was him. He was led by the Spirit to go out and to do that. So sometimes we have to go through some difficulties as we're led by the Holy Spirit. But I would, I've come to the place in my life where I would much rather go through difficulty with the Holy Spirit than be on cruise control without him. I would rather go through some hard times knowing that the Holy Spirit has my back and that he is with me than just be on cruise control and comfortable and, and never, ever even give him any influence into my life. Because the fact of the matter is, is sometimes the Holy Spirit will ask you to do things that you would never do on your own. The Holy Spirit will ask me to love somebody that I would never love on my own. Have you ever had to show somebody some love? Have you ever had to serve somebody? Have you ever had to serve your Judas before? 
I don't know about you, but I'm not going to serve my Judas unless the Holy Spirit tells me to do it. That's just, that's just human nature, right? The Holy Spirit will cause you and lead you to do things that you just wouldn't do on your own. And I found that, that I can't do what God has called me to do without him, without the Holy Spirit. And so I want to share with you just, just very quickly, because like I said, I believe Pastor Richard has already shared some wonderful things today, and God has been moving in these altars, and he's been touching your life. Uh, but I want to just expound for just a moment on what's been happening and talk about the importance of the Holy Spirit in your life. So let me pray for you, and then we're going to dive right into this. Lord, we just honor you and we bless you. We thank you for your presence that is already here. We thank you for what you have already done, and we have anticipation, and we rejoice in what you are about to do. And so, Holy Spirit, we pray just continue to have your way in this place. I thank you for your anointing on my life, that the words that I speak would not be my own, but they would come directly from you. Holy Spirit, have your way in me, have your way in every listener, whether they're sitting in this room or watching online or may get the podcast later on. God, I pray, let your kingdom come and let your will be done. Lord, may our lives be forever changed. May we take this word today and apply it to our lives. May it not just be something good that we hear that tickles our ears or gives us encouragement. God, I pray that it would do all of those things, but I pray more than anything that it would bring lasting change to us. Lord, that we would walk out of this place different than when we came in. Lord, let your anointing rest on me. May I be your mouthpiece today. May there not be one word that goes forth that isn't from you. In your precious name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. So if you would go to uh, John, and I'm not going to tell you exactly which chapter, but we're going to be somewhere in 14 and 16 and kind of jump around because Jesus had a lot to say about the Holy Spirit. Excuse me, I'm going to get some water. I don't know if you've ever studied out the Holy Spirit or uh, spent time in devotion looking and researching and, and learning about the Holy Spirit, but Jesus had a whole lot to say about him. And uh, I'm going to share five things with you. Uh, I think it's five. That's what happens when you're in the middle of worship. <laughs> I think it's five. We'll see. At least four things about the Holy Spirit. But I, I want to start in John chapter 16, and this is, this is Jesus talking, and this is verse uh, number five. He said, but now I go away, and he's speaking to his disciples here. He says, but now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. So the, the disciples are sad because Jesus is leaving, all right? He's been with them. Uh, for the better part of three years, they've been doing life together, ministry together. Wherever Jesus went, the disciples went. Wherever the disciples were, Jesus was there. Uh, and so they've been together for a while, and now he's leaving, and sorrow has filled their hearts. I don't know about you, but I'd be pretty sad, too, if Jesus had been hanging out with me, and we were close buddies, and now he says, I'm leaving. And he says in verse 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Let me say that again. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, who we know as the Holy Spirit, 
will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. And I don't know about you, but if I was sitting there listening to Jesus say this, and maybe you're thinking it too while I'm saying it, that if Jesus was going to leave and it was to my advantage, I would think that all of the miracle working and all of the teaching and all the persecution and everything else that Jesus had done and that he had went through had finally gone to his head and that he had gone mad and that he was speaking crazy. Because it just doesn't make good sense to me that it would be to my advantage for Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, the Word of God in the flesh, this miracle working, full of knowledge, awesome teaching dude is now leaving and it's to my advantage? I think I would have raised my hand and would have had something to say. Now, I don't know if the, if the disciples, you know, if they made it a, a common practice to interject while Jesus was talking. I imagine that most of the time they sat in awe and just listened to him speak and took it all in. But this may have been one of those moments that if I would have been sitting there, I would have said, hold up. <laughs> Jesus, how could it be to our advantage for you to go away? And not only for you to go away, but you're going to send us this stranger, the helper, you're crazy. He was the word of God in flesh. He was the son of man. He was Jesus, and now he was going away, but he sent the Holy Spirit. It's to your advantage that I send the Holy Spirit. So there has to be something about the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. He's not an it. He's not a feeling. He is a person. There has to be something so amazing, something so special, something so unique about the person of the Holy Spirit for it to be better for us to have him than to have Jesus sitting next to us. You understand? Can you, can you wrap your mind around this just for a moment? Because it's really kind of, I, I don't know. I think if you were to survey believers, most of them would probably say that they would rather have Jesus sitting next to them than to have the Holy Spirit. But I've come to find this in my relationship with the Lord and in, in my Christian walk. You know, I've, I've heard it said before that, that uh, and forgive me if I don't quote it exactly right, but the difference between heaven and hell is what you do with Jesus, right? Have you guys heard that before? The difference between spending eternity in heaven or spending eternity in hell is what you do with Jesus. And, and, I, and I think that's true, right? And, but I believe that this is also true, that the difference between believers, from believer to believer, the difference between believer to believer is what you do with the Holy Spirit. It's what you do with the Holy Spirit. Are you, are you hearing me today? Because so much is said about the Holy Spirit, so many different denominations are formed because of differences over the Holy Spirit, and, and most of them get caught up in, in the things that really just don't matter about the Holy Spirit. They get bent out of shape, and they start new, they, they write new uh, bylaws, and they write up all these different things, and many religions and denominations have started because of believers having differences of opinion on what to do with the Holy Spirit. 
And I believe that really the difference between a believer that is growing and being effective and looking more and more like Jesus, the, the difference between that person and one that looks a whole lot like the world is what you do with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is so much more than just speaking in another tongue. That's the initial physical evidence, right? And I, I fully support speaking in other tongues. I make it a practice on a daily basis. It's, it's the only form of prayer that the devil can't understand. When you speak in a heavenly language and you begin to pray in another tongue, the devil doesn't know what to do with you. He can't try and protect himself. He can't try and set things up to try and combat whatever it is that you're praying. When you pray in your native tongue or in English or Spanish or whatever, he knows what's going on. He knows what's coming out of your mouth. He knows where your heart is at. He understands all of those things. But when you lift up your voice and you begin to speak in an unknown tongue in your heavenly language, it gives the devil fits. And so I really don't understand why denominations and believers want to fight over such an awesome gift, but that's not what I'm talking about today. There's so much more to the Holy Spirit's influence in our lives than just speaking in tongues. You know, in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1, I'm just going to quote it to you a couple of different ways. Just the first part of it. It says to be imitators of God. To be imitators of God or, or imitate God in everything that you do, says in the New Living Translation. And then it goes on and, and it says in verse 2, it says to walk in the way of love. And why am I talking about that? Because if you want to look like God, you need to walk in love. And if you're ever going to walk in love and look like God, you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And let's talk about how he helps us with that. Still in John chapter 16, verse 12, it says, this is Jesus. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he... The spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all things. Or he will guide you into all truth. Excuse me, I read that wrong. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So again, who is this talking here? It's Jesus, right? He was the perfect representation of God while he walked this earth, right? He was, he was the word of God in the flesh, okay? He was the prototypical Christian. This is what we should look like, okay? And so now he's saying, all right, here comes the Holy Spirit. I have some things that I want to tell you. I have some things that I want to show you but I'm not going to be the one that's doing it because I'm leaving. It's going to be him, right? And he is going to guide you into all truth. So the first thing about the Holy Spirit is he is the spirit of truth. And he will guide you into all truth. 
That means when it comes to your relationships with other people, when it comes to the decisions that we need to make in life, the real decisions, the ones that affect our families, the ones that affect our destinies, the ones that affect who we're going to marry or what we're going to do in life, the Holy Spirit will leave no gray area. There doesn't have to be confusion there. Why? Because he is the spirit of truth. He will guide us into all truth. I like to say it like this. The Holy Spirit is a genius. And if we'll listen to him, he'll make us look like geniuses too. I've heard someone say, he'll make you look smart. You know, there are a lot of dumb people in the world. A lot of uninformed people. A lot of misguided people. A lot of Christians that just float through life. And they just play the deck of cards that's been dealt to them. And they get tired. They get burned out. They make foolish decisions. They end up going back to the way things used to be. All these different things happen. Many believers never accomplish the purpose that God has for them in their life. Why? Because they're not being led or guided into truth by the Holy Spirit. A lot of people have some misguided ideas about God himself. Why? It has everything to do with what we do or don't do with the Holy Spirit. Because he guides us into all truth. He leads us down the path to God's will. So if you're confused today, if you've got some big decisions that you need to make and you're unsure about where you need to go, guess what? None of it catches the Holy Spirit by surprise. He knows where you're supposed to go. He knows the decision that you need to make. He knows the people that you need to be in relationship with. And you know what? He also knows the people that you don't need to be in relationship with. Come on, I'm, I'm talking to somebody today. Crowd participation is encouraged. All right? You don't, have, you don't have to go crazy. I mean, unless you just want to. But the Holy Spirit, he's the spirit of truth. He'll guide you into all truth. And in this, in this same passage, it says in verse 13, however, when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. Okay? He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. Who is me? Jesus. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine. Who, who's mine? Jesus's. He will take of, take of me and declare it to you. So who does he speak for? Jesus. So the second thing is the Holy Spirit is Jesus's mouthpiece to the body of Christ. If you want to know what Jesus would do, remember, anybody ever get those bands and get the, get the stickers and all that? What would Jesus, if you ever want to know what Jesus would do in any and every situation, just ask the Holy Spirit. And when you ask him, listen to what he has to say, because he will tell you what Jesus would do. He would tell you what Jesus would say. He would direct you in the direction in the direction that Jesus would go. All you have to do is ask him. He's Jesus's mouthpiece to the body of Christ. All of heaven backs up everything the Holy Spirit has to say. All of heaven backs up everything that he has to say. 
so important for us to know his voice. It's so important for us to know his voice. His voice is the voice of Christ to our lives. Do you hear what I'm saying today? Who wouldn't want this? I, I want the guy that knows all things <laughs> to tell me what to do and to guide me in everything. I want the one who knows all things to lead me. So we got two things so far, right? He's the spirit of truth. He guides us into all truth. And the second thing is he's Jesus's mouthpiece, right? Hallelujah. I don't want to do that one yet. I'm going to save that one for last because it's the best. John chapter 14, verse 26. I'm going to read a couple verses right here. It says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Let's just stop right there. The third thing about the Holy Spirit is what? He will teach you all things. How many things? All things. He will teach you all things. Do I need to say it again? The Holy Spirit will teach you all things. Isn't this good information? Isn't this good for you to know? And I, I don't know, but I had a professor. Maybe you can relate to this. I had a professor in college. He must have known math really, really well because they would fly him in from somewhere else every Monday night to teach my class, and then they would fly him back. And, and he was brilliant. Don't get me wrong. He knew math in and out. This was my freshman year of college. They would fly him in and yada, yada. And, and it, but it was a kind of an introduction, introductory class in math. And so I already knew everything. Literally, I already did. I already knew, knew all of it. I aced his class. It was not a problem for me because I got most of it when I was in high school. And to be honest, I took the easiest math class that I possibly could when I got to college because I only needed the three hours. And I wasn't going to go any deeper. Um, I mean, don't judge me. So it was, it was very simple for me. But I got to be honest with you, there were many of my classmates, many of my peers that left his class confused every single day. They weren't, my dad, he majored in math at Baylor University. That's what he did. He worked with figures uh, for over 30 years at IBM. So math, math and numbers just run through my veins. And I'm thankful that it ran through my veins into my boys' veins because they do really well with math. But that's not the story for every human being. I'm sorry you don't have my math genes. And there was a room full of people every Monday night that had no clue what the man was talking about. He had all this knowledge. He knew all the vocabulary. But when he got done at the end of the day, he would, he would have said all this information and everybody would leave confused because he spoke at a level that none of them were at. He was teaching the stuff and using vocabulary and using, you know, examples and working these problems and doing all this and all of that. But it was as if he was speaking a foreign language to them. They had no idea. Have you ever had a professor like that? Ever had a teacher, a Sunday school teacher or, or whoever, somebody trying to teach you something and they were talking way up here and you were way down here? Or maybe you've experienced it the other way. Maybe you're way up here and you can't learn from somebody that's talking way down here. There's problems in both places, but that's a whole nother sermon. 
But I'm thankful today that the Holy Spirit, the one who can teach us all things, knows what level we are at, and he can meet us right where we are. And he, I believe it's the Message Bible that says that he will make things plain to us. Same, same passage of Scripture. He will make things plain to us. He will show us and he will teach us all things on our level. He doesn't talk over our heads, nor does he talk underneath us and try to insult our intelligence. You understand what I'm saying? Aren't you thankful for the Holy Spirit today? He will teach you all things. The next part of this verse, it says that after he says he will teach you all things, the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Who is I? Remember who's talking here? Jesus. So in other words, he will bring to our remembrance everything that Jesus said and did. Now there's a part that we play here, and I like to use this as an illustration. I talk to our boys, and I've taught, you know, I'm a school teacher. I taught math for four years before I graduated to the gym, and I don't have to grade papers anymore. I just have to herd pre-Kers and kindergartners and first graders. Yeah. They're wonderful people. <laughs> but I said this to my students, and I say this to my boys. The Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance things that you have studied, notes that you've taken on it, right? Maybe even some things that you've heard before. There's a part that you play in it. You can't sit down for a test and say, Holy Spirit, help me. I haven't studied the first thing. I fell asleep in class, right? But I do believe with all of my heart that when we put in the effort and we put in the study time and we put to memory and, and we write the word of God on our hearts and we try our best to remember the things that Jesus did and to apply those things to our lives, when we come to a crossroads in this life and we need help and we're just not really sure what to do, the Holy Spirit can bring and will bring to our remembrance everything that Jesus did and said. I believe he want, he's called the helper for crying out loud. He wants to help you. But we play a part in that. He doesn't just zap answers into my students' brains. And don't get me wrong, sometimes the Holy Spirit, because he loves us so much, he will tell us things. He will nudge us in the right direction subtly, right? But man, when we put in the time to study God's word, it's amazing when I found myself in a difficult situation, all of the verses that I have studied, things that I have read, things that I have written about, the Holy Spirit will just begin to stir those things up on the inside of me, and they will come to my mind, and then they will come out of my mouth. I know what to pray and how to pray and when to pray uh, because the Holy Spirit is stirring up those things, and he is reminding me. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? He will bring to your remembrance everything that Jesus said and did Hallelujah. You guys with me? Let me find, find my spot here. 
Still in John 14, last thing about the Holy Spirit. Jesus speaking, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Abide with you. Dwell. It's another word for abide. Dwell with you. Make his dwelling place with you. Right? The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, with you, and this is my favorite part, and will be in you. So the last thing about the Holy Spirit, and I think maybe the most exciting part about all of this and why it really is to our advantage for Jesus to have gone away is because now we're not relying on Jesus sitting next to me. Now we're relying on the Holy Spirit from within me. Did you know that the Holy Spirit lives inside of every single believer? Every single person regardless of their religious affiliation or the denomination that they belong to, the moment that we call on the name of Jesus Christ and make him our Lord and our Savior, the Holy Spirit takes up residence inside of every single one of those people. He's within you. That's why I said at the beginning of all this, the difference between believer to believer is what we do with the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of the Catholic. He lives inside of the Baptist. He lives inside of the non-denominational. He lives inside of the Assemblies of God. He lives inside of the Methodist believer. He lives inside of every single one. What are we doing with him? From within us. Man, this is so good. From within us, he's Jesus' mouthpiece. From within us, he guides us into all truth. From within us, he teaches us all things. From within us, he brings to our remembrance everything that Jesus did and said. You know, and he produces things in us when we submit to him. Uh, I love Galatians 5, and I'm not going to get into it. But he's talking about a bunch of believers who were backbiting, devouring, destroying one another. Paul is writing about it to the church in, in Galatia. He's talking about jealousy and all these different things that are going on because they weren't being led by the Holy Spirit. But then when he gets down to verse 22, he says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, nine things. Why are there believers that don't have those fruit in their lives? Has to do with their relationship with the Holy Spirit. Why are there some people that are just so kind and they're so kind you just want to slap them? How can you be nice to that person? Right? It's because they're being led by the Holy Spirit. You know that person that's just full of joy no matter what kind of circumstances life deals them? It's because that joy comes from the Holy Spirit. Peace. You ever met someone that can just be still and just at peace even when the storms of life are raging all around them? How? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. People that are just faithful, you can count on them. 
right? You know they're going to be there. They're on time. They have a good attitude. They're ready to serve, right? Why? The Holy Spirit moving them to do it. They may be tired. They may not want to be there in the flesh. They might want to be laying on their couch. They might be mourning the saint's loss. I don't know. I did not mourn the loss. I'm sorry. I was mourning the week before that. You guys all know I'm a Cowboy fan. It's all right. <laughs> and I don't. What are you doing with the Holy Spirit? What is your relationship with him? I can't live without him. I can't look like God without him. I can't imitate him in everything without the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for every single person in this place. I thank you for your word. It has gone forth. Lord, as, as it has gone forth, I don't believe that it has fallen on deaf ears, but God, open and recept receptive hearts. Lord, I pray that we would evaluate ourselves and our relationship with you. Lord, that we would make our relationship with you a priority. Lord, that we would open ourselves up to the realm of the Holy Spirit and allow you to move and allow you to speak, allow you to guide us. Lord, that you would teach us the places where we are ignorant. Lord, in, in those areas where we've been doing things our own way, God, I pray that you would bring to our remembrance everything that Jesus said and did. Lord, for those that may be struggling with what the truth is, there may be some confusion or, 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 what, or whatnot, God, I thank you that the Holy Spirit today can bring clarity and guide us into all truth. Lord, may you give us the words to speak to us on behalf of Jesus, Holy Spirit. We thank you today. Lord, you are so good to us. You are so good to us. Thank you that you live on the inside of us, that we can have communion with you every single day. Lord, that we can have relationship with you every single day, that we can speak to you and that you'll speak to us, that you'll guide us, that you'll lead us. Holy Spirit, may we not take this precious gift that you are for granted. We honor you today and we bless you and we declare that we will be more conscious of your influence in our lives on a daily basis. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Are you guys good? Did you learn something today? Amen. If I was to have you raise your hand and start telling me the five things, would you be able to do it? Okay. I heard someone say no, so I'm not going to ask. You only, you only gave us four. No, the fifth one was he lives inside of you. Oh, okay. Well, you didn't say five. That's why we didn't. My bad. I didn't say oh. five. And I should have. I'm See, a teacher we for crying out loud. I we should have. Listening. I should have. And I didn't because that's bad. That's bad teaching form right there. Uh, get this book. Not just because it's mine, but it will change your life. It's called Religiously Incorrect. The only thing I'm going to say about it is what it says on the back. Jesus touched the leper and was touched by the ceremonially unclean. He served the least of these in humility and with excellence. He refused to condemn the worst of humanity, but rather stood by them instead. He ate dinner with known felons and was labeled a friend of sinners. He was hope for the hopeless and spoke life to the dead. He gave us everything he had including his very life, love like that. There you go. All right. So that book is back there. Uh, there's a couple other ones as well. Uh, if there's one that you want to order, we can work that out as well. Uh, I was telling Pastor Richard that I've got to restock and uh, get some orders made. But 
Praise the Lord. We love you guys. Look forward to visiting with you uh, at the end of service. God is good. Amen. 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 Bless you. Thank you. Man, I'll be honest, if I would have remembered you're a Cowboys fan, we wouldn't have had this today. <laughs> That's all right. There's still room at the altar for you. <laughs> hey, listen, you know what I tell them? You don't have to go watch the game. The Saints win every week. It's in the book. Saints of God win every week. Yeah, I'm just making sure you got that. Okay. <laughs> See, we were listening. I was writing them down. I'm like, I don't have a five. I don't have a five. So, amen. Hey, listen, God is amazing. Huh? You're pointing over there somewhere. Oh, okay. I was like, somebody's pointing where? I'm trying to find you. So, so listen, hey, was this a good day today or what? Is God amazing or what? Come on. Come on. Listen. That's why we don't call Sunday just Sunday service. It's Revival Sundays. Because every Sunday, God's doing something different. And I believe that's the way it's supposed to be. Amen? And I appreciate the word that, that he brought to us as well. Amen? It's an amazing word. So listen, so he's got product back there. But what we also want to do is give you an opportunity to give into his ministry. So we're going to have a, um, I'm going to set the offering plate up here. And if you want to give to him, yeah, I'm going to separate these. Uh, everything that goes in the plate will go, here, I got this one. We'll go to him specifically. You, you don't have to put special guest unless you want to on it, but you can make it out to New Life. Uh, if you're online, just make sure you click special guest, special offering, or special guest on there. But, uh, yeah, so everything you put in there today will go to him on this as well. So, come on, give, give him some praise for coming this morning. Amen. They're, they're worthy. Thanks for getting up that early, bud. We appreciate it. So, Amen. Well, listen, God bless you. We love you. Our, your children are in the back. We love them, too. They got to go home with you. I love them. I didn't say that. That's why I didn't say it. I was, yeah, uh-huh. So <laughs> I used to say I don't have room because I lived in a camper. But now that I finished the house, I can't say that anymore. But they still got to go home with you. I love them, but, yeah, they just they got to go home with you. I got a nap in my future. But uh, anyways, so, hey, man, listen, we love you, appreciate you. Come Wednesday. Again, come Wednesday. And, and if you, if you want to see, uh, if you want to go back and watch it, let me know, and I'll print the paper out so you can follow along as well. Amen? Well, God bless you. We love you. Come love on them as well. And the offering plate is up here. We're going to give them this one. And uh, everything that goes in there will go to uh, the Yonker ministry over there. So, amen. God bless you. Hey, drink the rest of the coffee and the hot chocolate up there at least. And love on somebody today. Amen. <laughs>